we made it. Episode number 10. Uh, I'm super excited to have done 10 of these, and I will continue to do so every Tuesday. I'll be releasing a new podcast. Uh, But this is a big deal. I don't know. 10 of anything is pretty awesome. So as long as you guys keep showing up, I will keep making these. Uh, So (laughs) uh, I really hope you are getting some value out of the content, getting some value out of the interviews, enjoying the interviews even, having some fun listening to the interviews even. Um, but, uh, I really appreciate you listening. So thank you so much. Uh, we'll get, we'll get right into it here, uh, with, with Bobby from Squatty Potty, but, uh, thank you, honestly, truly, um, makes me very happy. So thank you for listening 10 episodes in hundreds more to go. Uh, but this is a pretty good start. You run out of inventory and then customers are upset. And it, it took us three or four months to get back into the swing of things. It really, it was exciting and fun, and, but it was super stressful. Welcome everybody to the Making the Brand podcast. My name is Billy Draper. I'm a venture capitalist at Draper Associates, but on this show, we're gonna be talking about brands. We'll talk to founders and leaders of growing consumer companies that are finding ways to stand out, differentiate, and delight their customers. On today's show, we have Bobby Edwards, CEO and creator of Squatty Potty. He teaches us about building out a new category and the benefits of a strong PR presence. So today on the show, we have Bobby Edwards, the CEO and creator of Squatty Potty. Bobby, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, Billy. Thanks for having me. So for those that don't already know, what is Squatty Potty? (laughs) So um, there's something that each of us do every day, and many of us are doing it wrong. And uh, the Squatty Potty is uh, something that helps you correct that, and it's pooping. You're pooping wrong, and, and, and anatomically, we're designed to squat to poop and most people are just sitting there and the squatty potty corrects that posture and makes uh makes it easier uh makes elimination faster more complete all those good things and other people with digestive issues like constipation or you know uh hemorrhoids stuff like that that comes from uh straining to go this helps people so um you know that's what the squatty potty is (laughs) And what did you do before? How did you get into the bathroom accessory business? You know, they say necessity is the mother of all invention and my mother was constipated. So this was her solution. This was my mother's secret to um, helping her live a better life. And she was so um, excited about it when she discovered this, that she wanted to share it with the world. And um, she's like, you know, this thing has really changed my life. It helps me daily. I love it. And everyone should know about this and nobody knows about it. So I'm going to take on this mission to help uh, change the way America poops. And she did it. (laughs) Uh, Before that, you know, I guess to answer your question before that, I've always been an entrepreneur. I had a a business with my brother. We did did, uh, um, concrete uh, work. I was a contractor for years. And, uh, And so I've always, you know, work for myself. My parents were always entrepreneurs. My dad had several businesses growing up. So um, we've always kind of been do it ourselves type of a family. And your mom is your co-founder? 
She's the co-founder. Um, you know, she's the one who 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 had this this solution. I helped her. I helped her improve it. I helped her design it so that it was you know more uh, ergonomic. It fit in the toilet. I came up with that U-shaped design that we that we have of the squatty potty. And uh, I just kind of helped her build her first website as well. She, she, like I said, she, she was pretty evangelical about um, <laughs> her squatty potty. She loved it and she wanted to share it with the world. So I helped her build a website. I said, well, you know, let's just see what happens. Let's put it out there. And uh, in the first year, the website sold about $600,000 in squatty potty. So it was something that people were looking for. And she knew it. I didn't realize it was be so popular. I just thought, you know, this is something I'll help my mom out with. And it turned into be, you know, a viable business, and and uh, and the rest is, you know, kind of history. We've sold, um, you know, over 115 million dollars in squatty potties so far. <laughs> Jesus. So. Uh, and what? And we'll explain a little bit. What is it like working with your mom? So um, it's pretty incredible. I, I consider myself really lucky that I, my mom and my dad both uh, were were founders along with me. Um, you know, dad did operations, I did marketing and, and mom was the, um, one that kept us all in line. Um, she was pretty passionate about it. You know, she, she, she knew how, what, you know, how it improved her life and she really wanted to, to let people know. So she kept us all on task and, um, you know, it's been great. We, we work, we work, <laughs> we worked a lot. We worked hard to make this happen. It didn't just, just, just happen, but. Um, you know, she's actually retired now. So now she doesn't, um, work. <laughs> she, she, she started this, she was, uh, she was ready to retire on her social security checks. And, and, uh, this came up when she was 63 and, uh, she's now 68 and, um, you know, she's retired and lives in a big house on the Hill. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good for her. Uh, ho- hopefully yeah. you're working hard in her, in her stead. I am. Yeah. No, I, I, she's, uh, she's missed around the office, you know, she still comes in and points fingers and, and, and gives her advice, but she doesn't, you know, she's not here on a daily basis anymore, but we miss her. <laughs> and how did you or she come up with the name Squatty Potty? So she was in China. Um, and in China, when, you know, they have these different toilets, they have the Western toilet and they have the squat toilet and, and the tour guide called the squat toilet the squatty potty. She goes, you know, you're, you're welcome to try the squatty potty or you can use your, your toilet you're used to. And she said, squatty potty. And she had – that was right around the time that she was developing this product. And she sent me a text and she goes, they call these squatty potties. That's what I want to call the business. And I said, it's perfect. And we – you know, so we I checked online. I made sure that it was – the URL was available and that it wasn't trademarked and all those things fell in line. So it just happened. <laughs> happened pretty quick. Yeah, it's sort of I mean it gives the the customer a lot of information very quickly, which I think is is always a good a good indicator for a brand. Yeah, we were we were you know, we were debating were we going to call it the, you know, the shit shelf or the poop stoop or <laughs> what are we going to call this thing? <laughs> Body potty was actually, you know, it actually says exactly what it is and it's perfect and it's fun and people like to say it. It's 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 great. And uh, yeah, I can't imagine going to Bed Bath and Beyond and seeing the shit shelf. No, I feel like they might have had some issues with that. Yeah. Um, and you're based in Utah, as I understand it. Is that right? That's right. We're in um, we're in southern Utah. 
Uh, we're kind of in the middle of nowhere, about an hour north of Las Vegas and five, four hours south of Salt Lake, but it's a beautiful place. It's, uh, we're, we're definitely blessed with natural beauty and, you know, we've got five national parks we're right in the middle of them all right next to the Grand Canyon and Zion National Park. It's a beautiful area. So we're lucky to live here. Are there any advantages you see of working there other than how beautiful it is? Uh, advantages or disadvantages? You know, it's a, it's a relatively, especially sort of out there in Utah is, yeah. is pretty uncommon for a place to start a business. You know, Utah actually has quite a bit of entrepreneurial spirit here. I think, I think the workforce is pretty eager and they're, you know, they're kind of, it's kind of like, let's make it happen. So everyone I've hired here is they, a lot of people leave here because there's not opportunity, right? So we have kind of a brain drain and um, we were able to hire really talented people because it's a really desirable place to live and they could, we could give them a a good paying job. And, um, you know, we have a great culture here. We're all pretty outdoors enthusiasts and we like, you know, a lot of the same things, but um, I don't think it's a, it hasn't, I don't think it makes a difference anymore where you live. You know, most of our fulfillment and manufacturing is done near Salt Lake City. Uh, but as far as our offices, you know, which is like customer service, uh, accounting, marketing, we have, we're, you know, there's 20 of us here and we, um, we get everything done we need to and everything's done online anymore, you know, like <laughs> it's just the way things are done now. So um, we take advantage of it. We, we, we live in a beautiful place and we love it here. How big is your team in total now? Uh, so on our payroll, we have 20, 23 people right now that that's, you know, with customer service and accounting and marketing. Um, oh, great. Everything else we outsource. So, you know, we have a manufacturing fulfillment. Um, we do have a couple product development and, and salespeople as well. So, but, um, that's, you know, we, we keep it pretty trim and I, and I, I like that. Yeah, twenty people selling one hundred and fifteen million dollars worth of product is is impressive, no matter what you're selling. So, yeah, yeah great job. <laughs> uh, and building a brand, new brand, I should say, is is always difficult. You know, building an entirely new product category is probably even more so. Yeah. What What challenges have you faced on the user education side of the business? So, I think I think it's a big opportunity. You know, people. I was I was attracted to this project because because of what it was because I thought it was really funny that we were pooping wrong and that there was a way that we could improve that and I took that and ran with it you know I was like this is a this is a this is crazy we're anatomically we're designed and to to poop this way and nobody's talking about it but it's true it's in all the textbooks we did a lot of research on this and I talked to a lot of doctors and a lot of therapists and and you know Everyone from, you know, physical therapists, chiropractors, medical doctors, gynecologists, proctologists, or, you know, gastroenterologists. And they said, yeah, we're taught that in medical school. There's a kink there. And it's, it's the, you know, it's there to maintain continence. And it does relax when you squat. And that's an ideal posture. But up until now, I've never been able to tell a patient they could, they could squat because it's not safe. Um, but now I have something I can refer them to. So I looked at it as a huge opportunity. And, you know... We, I kind of ran with it. We, um, we, we sent out squatty potties to a lot of influential people um, right at the very beginning. You know, I sent them to anyone with a blog. So any health writer, vegan writers, paleo, um, yogis, you know, anyone, anyone with an audience. I said, look, here's this, here's this product. This is what it is and this is what it does. It worked for my mom. See if you like it. And if you like it, write about it. If you don't write about it, 
I don't care. Here it is. See what you see what you think about it. And um, and sure enough, like within a few weeks, we started getting blog posts from, you know, our first blog post was like a vegan blogger who says, you know, I usually talk about what goes into your body. But today I'm going to talk about something just as important. And it's what comes out and how it comes out. And I've been given this product and I love it. And this is why I love it. And, you know, that kind of really helped us build our business. So um, we used influencer marketing back in 2011 before anyone was talking about influencer marketing. <laughs> yeah, I bet, the, I bet the press in general has been a friend of yours, you know, since you got started because it's this really fun teehee teehee topic that people like to talk about, I feel like. Exactly. It's something that's a little taboo. But up until recently, you know, when Oprah started talking about poo with Dr. Oz and, and you know, and, and people more and more are talking about the gut health and, you know, how important it is to your overall health and really, you know, everything is centered around the gut. And the Squatty Potty is part of that conversation. And that was a huge opportunity for us. And, and you know, more and more people, when they're talking about digestive health, they go on these morning shows, you know, they're talking about fiber, they're talking about uh, nutrition, and they're talking about Squatty Potty. And we're, so we're getting t loads of free publicity. So it was a huge, I, I don't, it wasn't as difficult as people may think. It was something that and I think that we both recognized it. You know, when me and my mom would talk about it early on with friends and family, it was something we would giggle and laugh about. And then we were like, you know, and then people would call us next morning and go, hey, I want to try that. You know, people were curious about it. And once they tried it and you saw the reactions from people that tried it and they loved it, I was like, this is, a, this is really, we're onto something here. And I, you got that feeling that this is something that could go somewhere. And outside of, of PR and the press, what, what channels are you finding the most effective for acquiring new customers? Um, we're still definitely milking the social media. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where we find, you know, um, it's, it's, it's where we, we get our best return. Uh, we've done print. We've done some, some television. Um, but, you know, finding attribution from print and television is extremely difficult. And you can tra track it, you know, down to the penny with digital. And so we, 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 we definitely, a majority of our budget goes to digital and influencer marketing as well. So um, influencer and affiliate marketing, but it's all done digitally. That's where we spend all of our money. And how did you come up with that? I th you released a video a few years ago of like a unicorn pooping. Sure. This year, how, who, who is the genius behind that? Because I, I imagine you have hundreds of millions of views, and I imagine that's still feeding you customers. It is. It's still the it's still the biggest converter for us. You know, that was something that I had been following this ad group for a while. They're called the Harmon Brothers, and they create they created ads for other products, and I just really loved their stuff. And I said, you know, Mom, when we can afford to do a commercial, this is who we need to go with. And we met with them and, and we went over some concepts and some of them were pretty dry. And, and then, you know, we talked about how do we talk about poop without talking about poop because poop is gross. So we came up with ice cream and then it became kind of soft serve ice cream. And then it became like rainbow pooping unicorn ice cream. And this, and then it became that commercial, which is titled this unicorn changed the way I poop. And that unicorn changed our whole business it became such a phenomenon that, you know, we're still, it's still five years out and we're still using that as our main converter, uh, a video when we advertise. 
Did that ever go on TV or was that just for social? It did. You know, we tried. It's pretty graphic, so it was hard to get through standards and practices. We did get a few cable stations to take it. Um, but like I said, you know, when you TV is expensive and it's difficult to track and it's difficult to find attribution when you put something on television. So we still find we still feel it's safer to put it on on digitally. Um, we're, we're doing some other ideas for um, from, for some television ads. But, you know, um, like I said, it's pretty it's not super graphic. I mean, it's a cute unicorn pooping ice cream. But for some people, it's it's everyone is so confused. It's a great spot. I mean, we won several awards. We won the Webby Award. We won. I don't know, you know, Facebook gave us a gold medal award thing for it. It was their, their favorite video of the year. So it was, it was a huge, it was a huge success. And it was just something we got really lucky with too. You know, you, you, it's hard to, to, to um, create a viral video. As everyone knows, you can't just do it. It's just something that happens. It's like the magic of all the universe comes together and makes it. I don't know how it happens, but it did. <laughs> we got yeah, you, you knocked it out of the park. Yeah. yeah, And I think everyone listening to this should go check that out just to get a sense of how brilliant it is. Yeah. Um, when you went on Shark Tank, so you went on Shark Tank a few years ago. Was that primarily, was your intent primarily for funding or was it for marketing purposes? Because it was brilliant as a marketing play, but you were already making, you know, millions of dollars yeah. in 2015 or whenever you shot that. I mean, so I, I guess the big secret is, is that it, it definitely was a marketing play. I mean, you know, Shark Take is an incredible platform. You're given five to eight minutes to talk about your product on national television on a huge, highly rated show. And whether you get a deal or not, you still get that time in front of the television. And I, we, we saw that. That's why we wanted to go. I don't think we necessarily needed a shark. In fact, after we got the deal on, on after we shook hands, you know, on, on camera, you go into a, a due diligence and negotiation phase with the shark. And I was like, I really don't want to give up that much equity because we're already there. I really, like, I'm not interested in giving away equity. So we were able to, de- de- you know, decrease the equity amount that we did the, the deal with the shark and um, make it happy for both of us. And still, we still did a deal, which is great. Lori Grenier has been on our team and has, has helped us. Um, but primarily, you know, you get you go on, you go for the publicity. That's why I would I have so many people saying, I, I want to go on Shark Tank, but I don't know. They, they might, you know, I'm like, do it. It will change. It changes everything. It's one of those things, you know, we've had all these, these kind of major publicity, you know, hits from our, from our beginning, you know, it started with um, Dr. Oz and then Howard Stern talked about us for, for months, for almost a full year, just organically talking about Squatty Potty on the, on the show. And that changed everything. And then, and then Shark Tank came and then we've got that unicorn video. So it, it's all about trying to find earned media. That's going to be, and it's difficult, but I think with the poop stool, we found something that people wanted to talk about and, um, and we milked that. <laughs> when you, when, when the episode of Shark Tank started playing, were you looking at your dashboard analytics? Oh, for sure. We had, we, we, <laughs> Yes, we were watching it. We were watching it live. We had a viewing party, and of course, we had our Google Analytics open. And then I had our, you know, at that time, Amazon was able. We were able to update kind of Amazon sales because we were doing, um, we were doing Merchant Fulfilled or FBA, which you could get real time analytics on. And so we were watching that, and we were sold out within before. Um, so you know, we 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 thought we could have about. I think we 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 had about fifty thousand dollars in inventory. And that, you know, Shark Tank begins on, you know, it airs on the East Coast first, right? So you've got a few markets back there that are 
airing it first. And by the time it hit, you know, the central time zone, we were sold out. <laughs> so that's incredible. Yeah. And it was exciting. But then you've got all these problems, you know, then it's, it's like that. It's that weird thing of when, when, you know, you run out of inventory and then customers are upset. And it, it took us three or four months to get back into the swing of things. It really, it was exciting and fun, and, but it was super stressful. Did um, and did anything else stand out to you about the Shark Tank Shark Tank experience? Um, no, I think I think that you know, like I said, it, it it's all done. It's a show, right? It's entertainment, but it is real. The deals are real, but everything happens. The real negotiation and deals happen after the show. Everything before that is just a handshake. You, it's it's entertainment until until the show ends. And then that's when the real negotiation happens is after the show. And how long is the period where you're sort of between you shoot it and it airs? So it, it, it changes. It's different for everyone. So for instance, we shot in June. That's when we um, shook and did the deal. And so we, by, we, we went, we, 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 we negotiated pretty quickly. So by end of August, we were in, we were, we had signed and then our, show aired in October. So, um, you know, that's about six months there where we had to, um, um, and then you never know if you're going to air, you know, until it airs because something, you know, a hurricane could happen or I don't know, (laughs) there could be some kind of news event that jumped, that knocks the show off. So you're kind of, it's kind of nerve wracking until it actually airs. But we, you know, I think going out of, um, after our product aired on Shark Tank, I think, you know, we're one of the most successful companies that, that have come from that show. But um, I think partly because of, of, you know, it's something that nobody had ever heard of. And it's something that everyone does. <laughs> so and um, do you have to in, in that period where you're not yet aired, but you've already shot, do you have to like go into hiding or, or do you get to yeah, keep running your business? No, you, you keep running your business and as if, you know, as if you're not going to air or, you know, or you prepare for the airing, which is, could change everything. And it did change everything. Um, you know, it was Shark Tank was definitely instrumental in getting us into retail. And it was also instrumental in giving us the funding to be able to afford that unicorn commercial. Right. So the business we got from Shark Tank gave us some, enough cash to go and afford to do a, a, a nice big international campaign that, 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 you know, we would never have done had we not been on Shark Tank. Yeah, I think you can name your autobiography like Sharks and Unicorns, something <laughs> right. along those lines. Actually, pretty much no matter what you name it in your space, it'll be pretty attractive on the shelf. Um, so how did you decide on the flagship product? How did you decide on the initial height and the aesthetic and the design? So, you know, that it involved a lot of me and my mom sitting around a toilet together. <laughs> and it was a little awkward at first, but I, I think we spent hours and hours around a toilet getting, you know, it started kind of with phone books and paint cans. And then we, uh, we got the right posture that she wanted, you know, so she was mimicking a natural squat as, as much as possible. And then we just kind of built the stool from there. The first original stool was actually a, a wooden stool made out of MDF plywood essentially that I had a friend with a CNC machine and he would cut them out and I'd screw them together, paint them and send them out. And they were about a hundred bucks and uh, we sold thousands of those, but I realized, you know, we, to get mass market, we needed to get something that we could, that we could make fast and cheaper. And so we went to a plastic design 
And, uh, you know, that's when we kind of sat down with an industrial designer and, and, and uh, something that we could make, you know, that would be inexpensive. I wanted it to be sturdy. I wanted it to be something that would last them their lifetime. So I didn't want another cheap piece of plastic. So we built a nice, heavy plastic stool um, that, that was, you know, manufacturable, something that we could make that actually, um, and that was that something that we can make with the margins that we needed to make money, right? You have to be profitable. So you can't, you can't make something that's costing you $12 and try and sell it for 25. That doesn't work. You usually have to get five or six times what you, you know, what your cost of goods are from retail. So you've got to work from there. So we did that. We just kind of took all those things and took all those things into consideration. And we, we, um, we built that plastic stool that's actually still the workho- workhorse, you know. Um, we've sold, I don't know how many million of those we've sold, probably six or seven million of those stools. And how did you decide on the, on the exact height? So we actually have three different heights. Originally, we had three different heights. Now we only have two. But it was generally based upon toilet height or the, you know, the height of the person and the flexibilities. Uh, we find that the seven inch is the most universal. So that's the one we make 80% of. We also sell a nine inch, and that's generally for kids or for people with a taller toilet or those that are more flexible. So, and we have that that on our website and on Amazon, wherever you purchase it, it, it says, you know, how do you pick your height? Well, it, there's three different things you want to consider, and then you can pick your your your, your stool. So, um, most people now in in retail only carry the seven inch because it's the more universal. You can get the nine inch on our website or on Amazon. And do your customers have any input into the product or new product lines? Are you do you, do they have any inputs to sort of speak to you and say, hey, we need this, we need this? Yeah, I mean, if you if you go to our website, you can see we have you know we have these really cool modern sleek ones that we call them the slims, and they're 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 made out of either you know we have a teak or we have an acrylic uh, white like a, a clear one, and those you know sell really well. The people have. Um, you know, different needs. And they, some people don't want a white plastic stool in front of their toilet. They've got a, you know, expensive house or they're more design aesthetic is different. So we have that one. We also have um, a new um, Squattypotamus for kids. That was a huge, um, a a huge request, something that they could use for their kids to train toilet train. Um, That's when a lot of kids become constipated is when they move from diapers to the toilet. And um, we, we think that that's because of a lot of reasons. But number one is because they stop, you know, they're, they're forced to sit there and that's kind of slowing things down. So we created the Squattypotamus and that was through customer demand. And, um, you know, so, yeah, we, we do. We get a lot of feedback. You know, we have a huge fan base. People, for some reason, love their Squatty Potties. And, you you know, you if you look on, online at our, at our um, you know, or reviews or whatever. And, you know, everyone just loves their squatty potty. <laughs> something they become, they, they use it every day. And it's something they, you know, they, when they don't have it, they get angry. You know, I, I have us forced to use the bathroom without my squatty potty and I don't feel completely empty. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're lucky to have um, a, a big fan base. So we listen to them. Yeah. We're, we're on, we, we, we spend a lot of time monitoring social media. We have, mo- we have social media monitoring software we use. So, you know, it's important. And how do you deal with competitors? You know, your product is, is revolutionary, but it's also, I would imagine, not not difficult to, to copy. How do you handle your competition? Yeah, I mean, there's only so much protection we have, right? There's only so much IP you can get with a toilet stool. So we do have competitors. Um, luckily, we're able to compete with them by, you know, price. We can... if. Um, if they're if they're selling it below 1999 or something they're not they're probably not making any money 
So um, they have to, they have to, you know, make money. So we, we can compete with them in price, but also just our name, you know, nobody wants to go get the step and go, you know, they want to get the squatty potty <laughs> because we, yeah, it's the real deal. It come, we, you know, we add a lot of customer additions too. I mean, with every squatty potty, we send like a crown. It's got like a, we send a unicorn um, crown. That's really cute. We send, I poop today buttons. We send, you know, all this fun marketing material that really sets us apart from a generic stool. And we create that customer experience and, and try and, and, and make them feel like they've bought something that will add value to their life. And something that's fun that they can talk about with their friends, right? It's a conversation piece. And we find that people are talking about it. And they they spread, they take the picture of them opening their squatty potty with all that extra stuff in it. They put on the crown with the little unicorn horn. And it's great. And this this is kind of what sets us apart from a generic stool. And you've now expanded into a few different product lines. I think you have a, a plunger and a spray. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else planned in the pipeline? Um, yeah, so we've got the, the plungers doing really well. That was kind of a basic, you know, novelty item that we took and, and made work. And it's a great functional plunger, but it's also super cute. It's got the poop emoji. And it kind of fell in our category. So we ran with it and ran with it. And it, it's selling really well. The spray does well. Um, the thing that sets us apart from the other competition with our spray is that we actually have nanoparticles of gold. that They kill they, – gold and sulfur bond and it kills the sulfur which is what makes your poop smell so it, it, it takes care of the scent in a unique way that nobody else is using instead of just masking with scent it, it actually kills the scent uh kills the odor so that's kind of a unique product that's taken off and then um we have a new toilet paper foam which is kind of a wet wipe alternative that we're starting to um that's going to be in stores in uh september bed bath and beyond and, and rite aid and a bunch of other stores and what is your day-to-day like now? You know, you get some CEOs who, who are better on the biz dev side, some on the sales side, some on the yeah. operations side. What are you working on? You know, what what did well, you do today? I'm more like, I'm more marketing and product development type of a CEO. I've got it. We have a CFO. Uh, we have a, C, a chief operating officer. And I'm I'm definitely work, work with both of them. Um, you know, we've got our KPIs and I've got my dashboard that I watch daily, but my interest lies mainly with marketing. And um, so that's kind of where I am. And also with uh, publicity and PR, right? You know, I'm, 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 I'll go to the opening of an envelope, right? So I'll try and <laughs> try and get the word out there through, um, you know, just, just showing up and being there. And, and you know, um, it's important. It's important to, 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 to be there. And that's who I am. You know, I, I fired everyone that works here and, you know, we have a good culture here. And I, I think that's a big part of my job is maintaining company culture as well. And are there any challenges keeping you up at night? Um, yeah, there's always challenges. <laughs> it's always, there's always something. Um, I think, I think, you know, do we want to grow? Where do you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's just trying to decide what, who, what you want to want from your company and what you want your day to look like and what you want your life to look like. And, um, you know, I take the route of just making sure that our bills are paid, that we have some money, that we have money in the account, which is super important. If we don't have cash in the account, I, that's when I keep, that's when I, that's when I start to uh, lose sleep is when, you know, cash gets thin. I don't want to go borrow money. I don't want to have to do that. So we, we try and monitor our spend and um, keep it within um, so that we don't, 
have to borrow, we can pay cash for everything. And that's, you know, that's important to me. It's not important to everyone, but, you know, the other thing I'm looking at is, is, is opportunities, opportunities to, um, you know, maybe find a, find a partner and, and maybe sell or, or, you know, find a partner that a strategic partner or a capitalist that was looking for something that we have. And we get, we get approached by a lot of people, but I got to find the right partner to make that happen. And so anyone listening who wants to buy Squatty Potty, the business, this is your chance. Yeah. Um, uh, a very reasonable EBITDA multiple. I'll, I'll just take 1%. Um, what, 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 and last question, what advice would you have for entrepreneurs in the consumer goods space that are just getting started? What do you wish someone had told you six, seven years ago? Um, I, I would, I would say, you are the person that has to make it happen. There's no silver bullet out there. There's no savior out there that's going to help you with your your idea. You have to make it happen. You know, early on we thought we don't know anything. We need to find somebody who does who's done this before who can do it for us. We hired several different people and you know what? It didn't work out because it wasn't their product. And in the end, we really did know. We even though we didn't know what we we're doing, we could figure it out and and it's not not rocket science. It really isn't. It's just, it's just showing up and making it happen every day. And, and it happens. And it, you know, I, I, you know, people are lost because oh, I don't know. I've never done this before. And you know what, you can figure it out. There's so much, there's so many resources online. There's so many resources and surround yourself in people that, you know, I found people that loved the product and loved us and they, and, and they helped us make it happen. I, I hired people that were, who were smarter than me, to make it happen. And, um, but don't give, don't, you know, don't give it away. Make it, you, you, only you can make it happen. I lied. I have one more question. What would you be doing if you weren't selling squatty potties? I'd probably be pouring concrete. (laughs) (laughs) So just something supporting the pouring of something. That's sort of your, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, my brother still does that business and it does really well. So, um, but I'm, I'm glad to be out of it. I'm glad to be in something that is a little more creative and fun. And, um, you know, we've had, a, it's been a good ride and we really, we have a lot of fun here at Squatty Potty every day. It's, it's just, it's so much fun to come to work and sell a poop stool. I mean, it's really fun. <laughs> I would imagine so. And this has been really fun. So Bobby, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, um, I really appreciate it. And this was, this was, this was a really fun one. <laughs> awesome. Take care. Thank you everyone so much for listening. Please rate and subscribe if you like what you've heard. And I will talk to you next Tuesday.